The reading today comes from Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 5. The birth of John the Baptist foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abaha. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous at the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah, Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was crippled with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great at the sight of the Lord, and he is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to thank their God, thank the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents of the children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well on in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you of this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until this day happens, because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realised he had seen a vision in the temple, for they kept making signs to them, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When the time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favour and taken away my disgrace among the people. Good evening, everyone. It's so great to be talking to you this evening. It's the first Sunday in December. How exciting is that? <laughs> As we approach Christmas and journey through this slightly odd but still really, really great Advent season together, we're going to be meeting the family of Jesus. Just imagine we're flicking through Jesus' family photo album and each week we're going to meet some relatives of Jesus. In the same way as the whole Bible points to Jesus, points to who he is and points to what he did for us, so do the lives of each of the people that we're going to meet. But whilst their lives all point to Jesus, we can still learn from each person and from their stories too. And I'm super excited to be kicking off this series this week, beginning in Luke chapter one, which we just had read to us so wonderfully. We meet Elizabeth and we meet Zechariah in Luke chapter one. Now lots of us will know who Mary is, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary who gave birth to the saviour of the world. She's pretty famous in the Bible, isn't she? So Elizabeth, who we meet in this passage, is Mary's relative. 
Now, often they're described as cousins, Mary and Elizabeth, but it's actually unknown whether they were first cousins or something more distant. But it kind of doesn't really matter because either way, they are related and their stories are wildly intertwined. In Luke, we meet Elizabeth before we even meet Mary. And whilst it might be easy to rush into the more well-known parts of the Christmas story, it's so important to take time to learn from this part of Luke during this Advent season. Elizabeth is a lady who's married to Zechariah, who is a priest. Now, both Elizabeth and Zechariah are said in this passage to be righteous in the sight of God. They are faithful people. They know God and they are committed to him. But whilst this couple are righteous in the sight of God, their lives, they're not perfect, far from it. Elizabeth and Zechariah are unable to have children. And sadly, as so many people know, this must be so difficult. Difficult emotionally, mentally, and culturally, particularly at this time. Childlessness was seen as a disgrace, especially for someone like Zechariah who had such a high status. But Luke is sure to clarify in this passage that although the couple may have been shamed in the world's eyes, in God's eyes, they are righteous. It's not about what people thought. It's about looking to God. This couple is massively blessed in this passage in so many ways, but the world's judgment didn't impact God's power to bless Elizabeth and Zechariah. Zechariah is a priest and in this passage, he's blessed as he receives the opportunity to burn incense in the temple. Now to us, this might not seem so important, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for Zechariah. And he was probably expecting this to be a very, very special moment in this life because this is a blessing to burn the incense. But I don't think he was expecting to be blessed anywhere near to what actually happened. This was a big privilege, but what happens next is unimaginable. What happens to Zechariah and Elizabeth speaks about our faith to believe God's power to bless. Do we truly believe that God has the power to bless us, to do things that are unimaginable? I wonder what might be getting in the way of our faith to believe God's power to bless. Let's have a think about that as I speak this evening. Now, it's likely that lots of us are familiar with the angel Gabriel coming to Mary, telling her that she is going to give birth to a baby who shall be named Jesus. But before this, the angel Gabriel visits Zechariah. As Zechariah is having the privilege of burning the incense in the temple, the angel Gabriel appeared before him. Now, obviously, he is pretty frightened. This is nothing like the angels that we think of. No cute little fairy type creatures here. What happens is this is the brightest light and Zechariah, as we're told, 
is completely gripped with fear. But this angel, as with Mary, brings Zechariah good news. This challenges Zechariah and Elizabeth's faith to believe God's power to bless them. The angel tells Zechariah that he and Elizabeth are to have a child, but they are childless and they're too old to have children now. Zechariah is challenged to believe God's power to bless them. Does God have enough power to do this? But he does. Zechariah is about to have two of his biggest prayers answered. Zechariah, his family and the people of Israel are about to be blessed in ways that are unimaginable. Zechariah and Elizabeth will have been longing for a child. That's one of his prayers. The angel says that God will bless them with a child. That's one prayer answered. And as faithful people of God and a priest, Zechariah and Elizabeth would have also been longing for the coming of the Messiah. Zechariah had probably been praying for the Messiah to come in this very moment as he burns the incense. This could be different to how recently Zechariah and Elizabeth have been praying for a child. People think that a prayer for a child is probably a distant memory for Zechariah and Elizabeth now, as they are humanly unable to now have this child. But whether the prayers were recent or from long ago, or about a baby or about the Messiah, they are going to be answered. God is going to bless this couple. Even if Zechariah and Elizabeth had given up on their prayers for a child, God hadn't. God has the power to bless, regardless of our perhaps forgotten prayers, the answers to prayers from now and from long ago should have strengthened Zechariah's faith to believe God's power to bless. But instead, he is struggling. After being told of the promise of a child, Zechariah is in complete disbelief. And this response of disbelief in who God is and what God can do reminds us of Sarah's response when God tells her that her and Abraham will have a child. Sarah, she laughed and Zechariah was disbelieving. These, both, both these people, they lacked faith. Zechariah asks the angel for confirmation. He says, how can I be sure of this? And in the message translation, it interprets Zechariah's response as, do you expect me to believe this? Now, I don't know about you, but to me, this seems like quite a sassy remark to make to an angel, asking for more confirmation than a literal angel coming to speak to you. But I think, and this would probably happen to all of us, that Zechariah's understanding and the grasp of the world and how natural life works overtook his grasp on God's power and on the supernatural ways of God because he is so focused on what is possible in the natural world, he is lacking the faith to believe in God's power to bless. Now, last week, I had the absolute privilege of speaking at the CU at Winchester University, all about doubt. 
we looked at Habakkuk together and how Habakkuk doubted God, but he turned to God with that doubt and that doubt turned into faith. I truly believe that you can step into doubt with God and trust him through the doubt. Now, as I was writing this, I thought people will probably think that Habakkuk's story of doubt being able to draw him closer to God contradicts this story about Zechariah. But I'm not sure that it does. Zechariah's response has a different vibe to Habakkuk's. Zechariah does not believe. Zechariah has a high status, he has knowledge about God and has just burned incense in the temple. Now that is a big deal, <laughs> but he can't grasp God's power here. Zechariah seems to turn away from God, not to God. This response of complete disbelief seems to be different to Habakkuk's doubt. The angel knows Zechariah's heart and knows that Zechariah does not believe, even if he wants to. And his response of prove it, he says, just shows that he's lacking that faith. Now, after Zechariah says the words, I am an old man, to explain that, of course he couldn't have any children now. He is met with the words of the angel who says, I am Gabriel. I am supernatural. Even the most rational of explanations are irrelevant when faced with the power of God. Zechariah lacks the faith to believe in God's power to bless. And due to this lack of faith to believe in God's power to bless, Zechariah becomes unable to speak. So now Zechariah is unable to tell of God's power to bless because of his lack of faith to believe. He's received this incredible blessing for him and his wife and he can't tell anyone about it. But God still blesses Zechariah and Elizabeth, but Zechariah can't thrive in the blessing as he could if he could speak. He can't tell people of the blessing. I wonder, are we missing the opportunity to thrive in the blessings that God gives us because we lack the faith to believe in the blessing? Now at the end of this passage, we see that Elizabeth, she becomes pregnant and the blessing of a child is given to this couple. A blessing which seemed far too good to be true was completely and utterly within God's power. Zechariah was a man of high status, but God's power to bless isn't in our status. Zechariah showed little belief at times, but God's power to bless isn't in our belief. Elizabeth was unable to have children, but God's power to bless isn't in our humanness. God's power to bless isn't about us. It's about God and his power. We can choose to have faith, to believe in God's power, to bless us. And later on in Luke, we see that Zechariah makes this choice and he praises God. He tells of the blessing that God is pouring out on him and his wife and on this child. This couple needed faith to believe God's power to bless them. 
the blessing allows Elizabeth and Zechariah and their child to partner with God in his plan for the world. The blessing of a son, John the Baptist, who would be filled with the Holy Spirit and to prepare the way for the Lord. The blessings that God can give us can be bigger than we even imagine. This child was to go on to be a blessing to so many more people. Are we going to have the faith to believe God's power to bless us? And to use that blessing, God can use that blessing as part of his plan for our lives and for humanity. Maybe it's hard to recognise God's blessing in our lives at the moment. Maybe this evening you want to pray that you would be blessed. Or maybe you want to pray for more faith to believe that God has the power to bless you. Because he does, he has the power to bless you. He wants to bless us and he can. He gave them a child he can give us blessings to. And he can use that blessing to bless further, just as John the Baptist did. And let's rejoice and proclaim God's power in that blessing. Whilst we know less about Elizabeth and her reaction from this passage, she does exactly this. She recognises God's power to bless and rejoices in that. This is what she says um, after she's been given a child. The Lord has done this for me. In these days he has shown his favour and taken away disgrace among the people. Let's have faith to believe in God's power to bless and then let's rejoice in that blessing. Amen.